0: Aries and Andy, and you and a jerk. You know it's time to get this work, work. The real raw gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. That's why we lift There's levels to this shit. Then prevail. Run up and get trust up. Suicide that's it. And all of y'all know my style. Folks, based on the name of this podcast, <clears throat> there are three befitting songs that I could go through. How do I <laughs> say goodbye? Or Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Mm-mm. Or the thrill is gone. <laughs> the thrill is gone away. The thrill is gone. You know what we're talking about.
1: God damn. It's not. Why would they do this? I don't know that it's it's... It's not going to be on HBO, but is it dead? I think it's dead. You don't I, you think know, anybody it, else picks
0: it up? They'd have to bring it somewhere. If, in case you don't know, winning time. Hence the title of this podcast, Losing Time. They canceled our show, man. Um, unless they took it somewhere else where they could
1: get away with what they're doing. And I, and I don't think anybody will. I, I, I want to believe that somebody might, but I don't think anybody will. You know, you said uh, something
0: that was a well. First of all, okay, so Andy and I are in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which I thought I was confused. I thought we were going somewhere we had been to at least. So did I. two or three times, which was uh, Bricktown in OKC. But I was, I, I, but I didn't know till I got here. And I thought, damn! As I was walking through the airport, I was like, yo, this shit don't look familiar to me. And I've been through all the airports, so I've never been to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was thinking we were going to Bricktown and OKC. And then when it dawned on me, I went, OKC, that's right. That's where Kevin Durant used to play. So then it really hit me like, yeah, we're in Tulsa. Uh, Where, you know, they massacred, destroyed niggas in the riots. But we'll save that for another time. However, uh, Andy and I's rooms are next to each other. And I had taken a shower a half hour too early and went downstairs to go to the club. And I was like, where the fuck is Andy in the and the, the manager, and it, and it dawned on me I, I was a little too early because I got caught up in watching Winning Time.
1: Yeah, because they were playing it on HBO.
0: HBO, like, back to back to back, I guess is their this is their goodbye. So they're doing, like, a marathon. And uh, oddly enough, when I walked past your room, I thought I was hearing the same thing on your TV that I heard on mine. So I was wondering if you were watching it. Yeah. So I came back up to my room, chilled for the extra half hour till it was time for us to go downstairs. And when I opened my door... And he just had opened his door, and we were both uh, acknowledging that we both were watching Winning Time. And you said to me, "A lot of people don't didn't they aren't taken to it." No. I didn't know that.
1: No, because you like it because you're a fan of the Lakers. I'm a fan of Magic, and I'm fan of I'm a fan of basketball. At that time, wait, did you say that word again? A basketball cocksucker. <laughs> Go ahead. Especially at that time because right. basketball was in uh, it, it was in a period of. Uh, uh, it was in trouble. It right. was the number four sport. It was after hockey. It was baseball number one, football number two, hockey right. number three, and, and basketball number four. So it was out of the four major sports, it was number four. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I liked basketball at that time. The Lakers were a big deal. Celtics were a big deal. Uh, they were two great rivalries. I'm from Phoenix. Phoenix and uh, L.A. had a rivalry, but it wasn't as big, obviously, as the Celtics in, in L.A., so, but I was, I was into, you know, I was into it. And so we're in it, but most people uh, don't have that love for LA or they, they either have, and they don't have to, if you don't love Boston and this isn't important to you, don't love LA the series isn't, it doesn't mean as much unless you're a true basketball fan. Who the fuck could
0: not like Boston kid? It's <laughs> one of the greatest fucking cities in the fucking world. Dorchester, Southie, the North End. Are you fucking kidding me? Fucking lobster rolls. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Oh, Jesus. Bostonians. I'm a proud fucking Bostonian. I love it. They keep the niggas on the one end. We got the fucking north end. They keep the niggas in the southeast. I don't know where they keep them, but whatever they do, just keep them the fuck away the, the fuck away from me. Uh, Bobby Patterson's the name. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm,
1: sorry. I'm sure this is expensive to make too, because they had some lawsuits. Yes. Uh, but it's HBO. They got the dope. They got the dope. But, dude, do they want to spend it. The music that they spent on this has to be a ton of money. Because, you know, obviously, you know, they pay a ton of money every time you get someone's song. You have to, yeah. you have to pay a bunch of money. And they have a gro- lot of great songs on in it.
0: Listen, man, my whole thing is this. And, and I hear you with the – if you're not a Lakers fan or you're not a basketball f- fan, they're like this plays to a specific demographic. But the show is so good that to me I go – doesn't it in terms of the writing and the performances? It goes beyond basketball. I mean, yes, at the core, it's about two you know historic franchises, and and yeah, basketball is the main ingredient. But I mean, I just the, the writing and the and the performances are so solid that I, I to me, it's more than just that.
1: Yeah, it's solid. But okay, when we we're watching that, and Adrian Brody is playing. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Okay, friend. but he is he's doing such a good job. But who is he playing? Pat Riley. Yeah, but who is he playing today? Like today, Pat Riley. Who knows who Pat Riley is besides that old dude that you see at the, at the, uh, the, oh, the Magic oh, game? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just see some old guys sitting like the third row up watching the game, and you're like, who right. the fuck is that? Yeah. They don't there isn't reverence for for our generation. I don't want to believe that, dude. There isn't. They don't believe it. They don't believe that like they say they were playing plumbers, they were playing like construction oh. workers. They don't have a love for that game. When you look at uh, Riley and they're missing a lot on Riley too. Riley was one of the first people to actually start keeping stats like doing the way the way that they do uh keep track of players now where he was trying to figure out how to make the best team. But but you don't think that there are enough people in our age group to support this i don't think that we, i don't think our age group cares if oh, they're from los angeles crazy. or huge basketball fans
0: you know um and what was wild was i think this goes back to when we were in bridgeport <clears throat> uh the, again there was only seven episodes as opposed to the 10 for last season but seven was
1: the total for this season and i thought that was strategic because it ends on game seven no, oh, I didn't even think, I didn't even notice that. I, I didn't know if that was why it is, but that's why I thought, well, why only seven? Because that seems, right, right. that's very light. That's well, season you know, light. When
0: you, when you look at how the show, break, as we talked about, breaks the fourth wall in yeah. certain aspects, whether it was the entire team looking at the camera going, fuck Boston, or the, the smoke being blown from the TV into Magic's face, that might have been another thing, how they, you know, broke the wall a little bit. Let's end it on game seven. Yeah. You know what? they call those like in in Easter eggs?
1: Yeah, I like those, man. Um, I don't know. I, I this is there's all kinds of problems with this ending the where it ended for me. So uh, I didn't know if that was strategic, but then I have some other questions. But come on, we'll well, keep going well, here's on. here's the
0: thing. When we left off at Bridgeport, I hadn't I had watched episode four and five, but we never talked about it. And then when, wherever we were uh, the following week, I think it was Louisville, or we ended up in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, Episode six had played. I hadn't seen it. Andy saw it. So I needed to catch up on six. And, of course, we were both... The finale was last week.
1: Yeah. And wherever we were... Was sure. that Louisville? It was in Louisville. And I watched yeah. it at the hotel when I got back to the So, room.
0: basically, uh, we're going to talk about episodes four through seven. Uh, episode four. And I love, again, that they replayed it yesterday because, actually, episode four was where I caught it. Dude... One of the things about the show that I love is, again, the casting. Magic, you believe that dude. Yeah. Kareem, uh, and as much, again, as much as I wasn't sold on Adrian Brody, Brody yeah. at first, I'm ta- I can't wait to talk about his defining moment. But uh, then I feel like there's some, some missteps on the casting. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson and Kurt Rambis felt like two dudes wearing Halloween costumes.
1: They were atrocious. Uh, I, I, they didn't give Rambus any lines, really. Ridiculous, but Rambus was a little ridiculous looking for that, yeah. But that dude just looked like he put on a wig and some goggles. And but dude, that dude was like, you know, there was he he had such a fan base, right? You know, the glasses and the whole thing because he actually came to Phoenix for a little while, really? He played in Phoenix, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Our Rambus, I really liked Rambus when he was with the Lakers. I really liked Rambus, I really did, and I thought he was uh. The way he played ball was just different.
0: I, I know he only had one line, in, in in that moment where, uh, you know, John C. Reilly, his bus walks out into the court and says, "Hey to uh," I forget to get Diane, the, the, the girl she oh, was yeah, always yeah, a yeah, staple, yeah, yeah. at the Laker um, games too. Diane, I want to say it's either I know it's not Farrah Fawcett, no, it's but Diane but, something, Diane Cannon, Diane Cannon. So he did the, that was a, a an a, a homage to hey Diane Cannon. Uh, 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 Jack Nicholson Jack Nicholson The
1: Lakers fame all, I know all The, I, the superstars I thought,
0: Find a good Jack impersonator Even though it was one line It was a quick shot I get it's not a major thing But come on Jack is such a staple Has been such a He is to Lakers What Spike Lee was, Has been to
1: yeah. The Knicks just get it! Come on, man. Yeah, they could have. I, I I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was right. the worst, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It, the ju- best. it, it just looks silly just... because they got some really good. Again, like you just said, magic is great. Kareem's great. Yeah. Even the guy that they have Bus, playing. You... Well, that John C. Riley. That that was unexpected. I did not believe that John C. Riley was going to pull this off as good as he has. And we talked right. about this last year. He's done a great job. There's only certain moments where I see John C. Riley, and it's only happened in like three scenes. Yeah. Um, but uh even uh now I'm gonna forget his name. Um ah, dude, who played with Michael Jordan? I, I'm glad I got to say Michael Jordan though to Brandon again. Uh but I'm glad uh Michael played with Michael Jordan at North Carolina. Uh the James Worthy, the, the worthy guy. I wasn't happy about Worthy, it wasn't bad. I didn't like Worthy, and I didn't especially didn't like Byron Scott. Well, Byron Scott was terrible. That
0: was terrible, man. And I was curious to see uh what the looks were going to be for Byron Scott and 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 uh, James Worthy. I, I didn't like any of them.
1: Yeah, he looks like a younger James Worthy, though, when eh, he first got there. Maybe he needed to put the goggles on. He didn't have the goggles for when he first got no, there. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, so, I mean, it was all right. I I thought that it would, I, it's been great, though. And Diane uh, Cannon, I mean, you don't see her, but you, like, you didn't even know who she was, but you knew who she was. You right. know what I mean? And so that one worked out all right. But, uh, again, casting's been great. Uh, maybe that's part of it because they spend a lot of money for to get the right people for these things. I don't know. Um, dude, I, I'm telling you, I, and most of the stuff
0: that I had seen Jason Siegel in was comedies. Like we're just stupid, you know, well, yeah. those those uh grown men acting like adolescent comedies. Over the top comedies. But dude, he is nailing this this uh what's the right Ball words? Word? Like like Paul. No, I know the coach's yeah, yeah, yeah. name, but He's making you hate him because he's so pathetic. The choices he's making, not letting magic be magic, not letting showtime be showtime. He's pissing me off. I feel magic's pain
1: with this dude. Yeah, but that's part, that's part of the reason why he was let go. He wasn't he wasn't letting magic play how he played the game. And it was working for Kareem. We talked about this a little bit. For Kareem, it worked, Kareem likes that structure. Kareem came from John Wooden. He likes structure. I said he's Muslim. He likes structure. There's a lot of structure in those two camps, right there. Right. Wooden being Muslim, being things that are a little bit more rigid. That's how Kareem liked to play. There was an organization to it, and it, it made sense. There was a flow to it. Um. So he liked it. But Magic ha- was a special, unique player, and and you know now you have a coach that's trying to basically play a college system where you hide all weaknesses because like you, like he was trying to do, you get to a spot, you get it to the player, you shoot, we're going to get more shots. The more shots we get, the more points we should score.
0: Yeah, I love when he was talking up when in his frustration when they were playing Magic was like, and then I got to come down the court and stop and wait for him to throw fingers up. And, I, and again, this is one of those things that I think are Easter eggs. They put the camera so close on Jason's face as he's throwing these these fingers up. And again, it just added to you Hating, hating this him. man yeah, like you, you are hindering
1: Magic's God-given gifts Well, you're hating him from the moment uh, That his daughter tells him he's going to get fired like Because he, he's so oblivious To what's going right. on around him And his daughter's sitting there is, is this in four? It might have been before four When he gets back and he's sitting at the restaurant And he sees his daughter And, Dad, what's going on? And then he starts saying, Dad And she goes, you're going to get fired right?" And just shows everybody Everybody can see it except for him. Well,
0: not only that, now the word I was looking for was weak. Yeah. yeah. Like when you look at at the contrast between him and Pat Riley's quiet confidence, like Pat Riley is giving you the sense that he knows what's best, but he knows he's not the coach. He knows he can't overstep, but there are moments where he's fighting, doing what he knows needs to be done, saying what he knows needs to be said. And, and, And I love the fact that you can see Pat Riley's strength versus Jason's weakness. Yeah. And and the fact that he was weak and competent at times, not to me, not very bright. I hated that motherfucker, but he played it with that scene where him, where he takes magic into what looks like a a storage room. Yeah. And they have that one-on-one. Yeah. It
1: was was like a, uh, like a janitor's closet. Yeah.
0: The facial expressions on Jason, his eyes, the way he would widen his eyes and rub his nose. And even when he was, Trying to be stern with magic you could you could feel he didn 't believe it like i'm i 'm telling you if you don 't do what my system you 're going to be on the bench, you play when I say, you sit when I sit he 's saying it, but i didn 't believe
1: he believed it no i I think he did believe it, I think he did believe it because he he was pulling he was always trying to show his power like when and I don't know how true this is. I don't know how true this is to what actually happened. But I love the part where, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But when they're going to cut uh, Rambus and Riley say no that you don't understand what he brings to the team because Riley's actually played pro ball, right? And he knows what what that for the Lakers is. for the Lakers. And he right. knew what they he, he right. knew some of the he knew he needed some of that grittiness on that team, right? And so, uh, but then. He, he overhears Jerry saying, you know, that's the first person you should You should have cut him day one. And just to dis, just to like throw it in Jerry's face that he had the power. He changed his lineup and, right. he, get, and he kept Rambus and got cut the other dude. Right. And that sent Jerry into some kind of tizzy. I think he believes I think he believes ultimately in like some. And, and I think that this is where they always go back to in some Shakespearean way because he was like that. He was that kind. Of, he was a t- professor at right? a school teacher. Right. He's, he's going to that Shakespearean demise is what it is. It's, it's foreshadowing that this is going to be the end of him because of how he's approached these other people too. Right. And I think it's almost, you know, it's, I hate to say I'm pulling the line from the original Top Gun, but he had, he was, uh, he was writing, his ego was writing checks that he couldn't, his ass couldn't uh, catch or whatever it is. Cash. Some, some uh, whatever it is. The, yeah, you the, hope the, your ass don't ever have had to had catch, catch a check. Catch a check. Yeah, catch the check. <laughs> but no, but that's what it was because he, his ego got so big because he started, he said, you don't pay me. Remember when he's at that, din- that dinner or with his daughter and his wife, and he said, don't pay me a million dollars because they don't want me to do my job. He really believes his bullshit at this point.
0: Uh, that, in, insane. um. Uh, that and, and and that moment where uh, they cu- they they have Larry Bird on the cover of Sports Illustrated, but inside the magazine, and Norm, it's funny. Norm actually had this that picture in his house, uh, framed, where they're all sitting in the classroom uh, with with uh, Paul Westhead, and Paul Westhead is just like coming all over himself at this magazine article in this picture, and it's him the guy that brought the magazine, the young kid, and Riley's in the middle. And while uh, Westhead is fawning all over himself, Riley, I-, I wish I remember the comment he made where he looked directly in the camera like, yeah, can you fucking believe this guy? Uh, those moments to me is what part of many things that made this show special. Yeah. I love when they did that that kind of shit. Like they were letting the audience in on, like really bringing you into it. Yeah. Oh,
1: goodness. So I, I really... <laughs> I really did. That's why I appreciate the series so much. Like what you're talking about, they're breaking rules all over the place. Right. Uh, and, and it is, it's kind of giving you uh, like that feeling like they had cameras and they were documenting this the whole time. And that's why they can go ahead and look at you and go, can you believe this? Because right. you're there while this is a right. uh, really interesting, the way that they, they'd done this. And it was, again, I can't, keep talking about this without going and they're not bringing it back. And that's what's so devastating. Like, listen, as a guy that does
0: impressions, I'm a stickler for detail. I love, and, and, and this is one of those, again, if we could talk to some of the real people, I would like to know, Magic, how do you feel about the fact that they portrayed you how you really were when you were playing, which was you weren't the best when it came to articulation. And obviously, Magic, when he became the business mogul, he became, he cleaned, it, he cleaned up his act as he should. And, and kudos to him for that. But when at one point, uh, Magic's on the phone with Cook and and he's complaining about his situation. He's like, I feeds off my teammates, and they feeds off me. Feeds. You know what I mean? And so I would like for Magic. I would love to ask Magic, how do you feel about that? Because obviously you've cleaned up your act, so you know you had to improve, but Look, having them portray you as you were,
1: does that bother you, dude? I think there's so many examples of his the way that he spoke back then. Right. I don't think that this could bother it's, the way that they have him speaking in this series. Right. Is actually better than the way that he spoke in. It, it's pretty close to it, when, when he was on that talk show, dude. That was yeah. Well, the
0: talk show was just so bad. Uh, but like I said, even without the talk show, and and, and you know, listen, we've I've made the jokes. Success. Yeah. When it's success. Again, when Magic used to irritate me when he would be on ESPN during the playoffs and go, man, look here, this is the playoff. It's playoffs. Because here in the playoff. You know, so when, it, and, and, and again, I told you the most atrocious thing he ever said when he was on our city, after he, you know, the, he came out with the HIV announcement and he, and he came out with a special video, VHS, uh, to educate people about HIV and AIDS. And he says to Arsenio, you know, this tape is for the kids, It's for the parents, for you can let them know. For you can let them know. So, again, when this dude goes, hey, I feeds off them, they feeds off me. I'm like, that's, you know, they're not making it up. That's who he was. Mm-hmm. But now that he's cleaned it up, would that bother him?
1: I don't think so. I think Magic is well aware of where he, where he came from what he accomplished, and where are you still going. I think, I, I, you know, if you, were all, if you were someone that was on the downside, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you would have peaked, you would have made money, but then, you know, you filed bankruptcy, some bad stuff happened, and you were no longer on top, right. maybe it bothers you when you look at it and go, I tried so hard, and they're still representing me. But he's still ascending.
0: Listen, where he
1: is, I would love to have his type of success. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dude, but but he's, he's trying to buy an NFL team. He has a baseball team when you have that kind of go ahead and say no, it. No, no, no success. Yeah. There's no, there's no way that you're looking I'm, at that. I'm, I'm
0: as a comic. I'm breaking his balls. Cause I know that there's snowflakes on fucking YouTube will be, man, you hate it. Hey, look what you, nigga, you ain't, that. and they going to talk shit. I'm, I'm breaking the Italians. I'm breaking his fucking balls. You know what I mean? I, but, but, but I, I'm so proud as a black man of magic because you know, he's defied the odds, nigga, you know? champion, winner all throughout his whole life. High school, he's won on every level. High school, college, pros, Olympics, you know, five-time champion, Hall of Famer, all-star, and now a businessman like no other. Yeah. So kudos to my brother.
1: Yeah, There's no, there, that's why I said, though, when you are ascending and you look back at where you came from, I think you look back at it with a little bit. Maybe, maybe there's some things you don't like about it, but I think you look back at it in a way that you see how well you have done in life. And, and right. I think that's special. Um, so I, I don't think he has a problem with it But he did admit that he doesn't really like how they did it He didn't think that they, A lot of them don't No, because it's portray, it's portraying you the way that someone else saw you Or thought of you And, I mean, that's rough I mean, I mean Jerry probably took it the worst
0: Yeah, he and tried it, to sue the motherfuckers
1: Well, and he, in Magic, I think, tried to sue him too Wow Or was thinking about suing him And I don't know if he did But there was some talk about it But with Jerry, man Jerry had an image that only people in the industry knew. And then the outside the industry saw him as the gentleman, Gentleman Jerry, like he was. Right. So for, for, it kind of blew the cover off. And maybe like when you said you, he's gone so far away from that and he's not really ascending. He's just a basketball guy. That's going to be that GM level forever. Very successful, but that, so, when you call into question his old character, I gotta be honest with you, man.
0: I like that character though, I do too. that portrayal that that ranting and raving and cussing and
1: I like it. I like the fire, but there's people who say that that is very that might not maybe the way they portrayed it like it was all the time. I right. don't think it was all the time, but I think that there's those moments that you break that people break down where they just get so stressed out and they they become that person. I think it is closer than he might like to admit
0: i you know. And listen, man, I say all the time, you know, Jordan was my era. Magic wasn't really, you know, when Magic was raining, I was little kid kid. Uh, I was a teenager by the time Michael uh, kicked in. Uh, but, you know, I, again, I, I went to a, a Laker game at the Forum. Uh, this was, you know, this wasn't uh, Kareem Magic Showtime Lakers, but it was still some Showtime-esque shit going on when I went to go see the game. And I'm just... To see Magic up close, to see the way he moved and had that team moving, I'm going, and we know we always say there's levels to this shit. And, and, and listen, there are college coaches who people thought would do well in the pros that didn't. Rick Patino, well, they thought he was going to kill it in the pros. He just wasn't the same kind of, he didn't have the same kind of coaching impact. So I'm just sitting here going like, if, as Paul Westhead, even if you go, he was a college guy. You're still a coach of basketball. How do you visually, knowing basketball, go, I'm going to slow the team down, make them work in the half court, instead of seeing the beauty and the brilliance of showtime? Well, the running and gunning.
1: But see, his, his his offense wasn't about slowing down. It was about running to a position and taking the best shot that you could, taking that best shot. And it wasn't worried about making it because you're going to get up 20 more shots again, 20. Like, so he's going by numbers. It's numbers. It was strictly numbers. And But but like what Magic is saying, hey, man, I don't need you to run. I don't need them to run to a spot. Let them run where the defense is giving them openings, and I'm going to get the ball to them in the best possible spot, and we're going to do it just as fast, if not faster. Oh, and that's what he wanted. And when he got to do Showtime, that's what it turned into. Uh, you know, I, I would like to know, the really thing that I would like to know that's, is how distant were – uh, magic and Kareem. How, how far away were they really? Because this shows them as like almost enemies. Like almost like we're in this business together. So we're, we have to coexist, but I don't don't really really like you. you. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't, I, I didn't get that sense though, from other things that I've seen or read, but maybe, but I, I do know that, you know, people talk about how difficult Kareem was to be around, uh, that he had a very different sense of who he was. He was because Kareem, and this is, what's, um, this, is, uh, this is what's important that I think a lot of people miss. Kareem didn't see himself as a basketball player. He saw basketball as something that he did. But Kareem saw himself much bigger than a basketball player. He, he, had, a, he had a desire to be more than just a guy who dribbled a ball for, on a game, in a game. Right, uh, and he had he had a bigger desire than that, and and he thought himself more of a person than that. A lot of people when they get into the uh, into the into the NBA and they hit that other level and they're making money and they're becoming, in their head, that's what they who they are. I, I think Kareem always saw himself as something different than that, but he did appreciate um, basketball in a way as well and his status in basketball because his he was always on an upper level that he never had a look at it from like the number two guy on the court, so. Well, I remember in, in Courtship of Rivals, again, I love that doc, uh,
0: Magic alluded to, he was like, look, when I first got there, you know, Kareem was a certain way, he was a little hard, but when we started winning, I worked on him and things changed and then they cut to Kareem and practice, laughing and cheesing like a motherfucker. So to your point, yeah, I, we don't know. I, is this for dramatization purposes? That they're doing that, making it seem that way when Magic tells a different story.
1: Yeah, I, and that's why I said it always felt, it didn't feel that contentious of a relationship. Right. But, you know, I think anytime that there's two great people, uh, two talented people, and one who's been always used to being the number one person all through college, yeah. you know, comes in in the NBA, traded for him, and then you have someone younger come in, and has a different style, doesn't necessarily want to play like the X's and O's game of basketball. Uh, that might be hard for him to do, and there's some adjustment period in there, and so maybe there's some resentment, but I don't think it's as, like like we're saying, I don't think it's as uh, contentious where it's every moment of the day. I think it's, you know, they probably had their moments.
0: Right. I love how they ended episode four, which I knew was coming. And again, and and maybe when you go, if you weren't a Laker fan or a basketball fan and you don't know these things or, you you know, maybe that's, yeah, part part of why you don't gravitate towards the show. But when you know these things, it's it's like, yeah, you rub your hands together because you're in on the little treats. But I just love how they ended it where he just stood up looking at the camera and went, I ain't happy. I want to be traded. Cut the credits. That is the essence of leaving them wanting more. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. If this show, if I didn't, if I decided to, 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 Binge it, it would have been great. But as, and I remember you, you mentioned this, that excitement of next week. When they ended that like that, I was like, oh, oh. I couldn't wait for the next fucking episode. Uh, really, because I really wanted to see uh, Westhead get fired. Uh, <laughs> that's it for me for episode four. Um, yeah, is this it, right? Oh, this is it. This is where my dick got hard. He, Adrian Brody, man. When he becomes Pat Riley, they're punching the fucking blackboard. When he said, shut the fuck up. Will you guys shut the fuck up? And even before that, how everybody was coming up to him and they again felt like Easter egg shit. The extreme close up on everybody's face Michael Cooper coming to him, telling him, hey, so and so is not doing so and so. Kareem coming to him, blah, 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 magic, da, 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 da. And then it was at that moment. And then Pat coming out and seeing everybody jiving and playing. And he's in his head. You could see him going through it. The wheels are turning like, I, I, this is it. I got to let these motherfuckers know I'm coach. And when he hit that board and gave that fucking rant and then kind of ended it with, and no more of this uh, Ryle
1: shit. It's coach. Boom. That was fucking awesome. My favorite part. Awesome. My favorite part of that. Isn't even in that even isn't even in that specific part of the scene. It's when the trainer goes, "Let me see your hand. We might need to get some ice on." Oh, no. Nah. nope. Don't even bring that. Don't you? Don't, yeah, don't even bring that to me no more. Don't even, don't. Yeah. Yeah. The, the idea of icing his hand, he wasn't going to let those guys see him in any kind of pain whatsoever. He was the coach. This is the way it was. This is the new law. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a new sheriff in town. That was the tombstone,
0: Kurt. Wasn't a Kurt Russell moment? Yeah, you tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. Like when and even Magic after he did that. Ooh, okay, Coach, bring it in, Coach. i three, but like I I just that moment. If if I, if I wasn't convinced, Brody as uh, Riley, that did it. Oh, and here's what I also love from that. Um, I, I would say, oh, after he did it. Bring it in. Coach on three. One, two, three. Coach. They played the Grease music. They show him laying out the Armani suit. The hair gets slick. That whole, and big shout out to Sally Richardson, who's directing these, who was directing these. Uh, young black actress. May, many of y'all may remember her from A Low Down Dirty Shame, with Keenan Ivory Wayans and Jada Pinkett. Uh, I know her her husband, DeAndre Whitfield, very cool brother. I didn't know she was a director, but she's directed Black Woman, Black Girl Magic. Hats off to you, baby. Um, but that's, that whole sequence, from the blackboard to the authority to the grease music to the suit to the hair, th- that, come on, man. That's a stepping
1: out party. Dude, and I told you about this, and, uh, and this is for real about, this is what a cool dude Riley was. When he was coaching and he was looking good, man, when he had the, the, the Armani on and he had the shirts and he, everything was cut, I called him. I called him. I called the Lakers. I got to Riley's secretary. And I said, hey, man, I'm just I, I live in Arizona. I'm trying to find out. I'm coming out to L.A. I'm just trying to find out where uh, Mr. Riley gets his uh, shirts from because I'd like to get some of those shirts. I'd like the collars. She goes, hold on a minute yeah yeah and yeah. i can hear him back and hear pat in the background right. hey Pat, where do you get... it's in the rolodex a rolodex for uh the people who don't like this sh- uh like winning time right. is a, is a, a <laughs> wheel that we spun and it had cards on it with people's names and numbers it on was it. google before google yeah and so uh and he's like it's in the rolodex and he get it and then you can hear him yeah yeah and telling him to ask for and he's telling you know he's this is how how approachable people were before right. they had to be on social media and then everybody was getting to him. You if you did a little work, you could get to someone and they could actually give you answers. The cool people. Yeah. And uh, that, that's how cool he was, though. He was he was the, he was at one time. the cool, Like this is before we had uh, Phil Jackson. Yeah, and this is Riley was the coolest coach, considered one of the best coaches. And what I said too, it's not about X's and O's always when you're a coach. It's about managing those personalities. When he's calling out each person, when he said when he becomes the coach, that's what he's doing. He's put every personality back in their box and saying this is how we're going to do stuff. And it's about managing the personalities. Yeah, it's tough when you when when everybody's making a several million dollar when you got a bunch of million millionaires running up and down the court playing ball, they all, they have an opinion. They got, right. this is the best of all the best players in the world. Yeah. Even the worst player that's on a professional basketball team has a real opinion. They, they still got to a level that's beyond where most people are ever going to get. Yeah. So uh, it's it, managing those personalities. Riley was a genius back then and he had to do it uh, like when, and this is how he came into it. And he replaced Westhead, and it, it it I don't, and it was that whole scene where are we up to the part where he's getting yeah he's he's coach already yeah. where you see um uh, uh, Jerry come out and Jerry is the one who comes out and says no and says Ry- Jerry names Riley the head coach
0: again, dude. If you guys haven't seen it, Courtship of Rivals, because a lot of these moments we're talking about are is in that documentary, and they show the I mean they have the actual footage. When they had the press conference with Jerry and Pat and Bus talking about uh dual coaches. And 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 when uh Jerry West set the record straight, say, no, 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 Riley is the coach of this team. Period. So yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If you if you if you've seen some of these, when you watch the show, you go, Oh, yep. So it's it's awesome that way. Um, listen, man, when 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 you are when you are a Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird-like level of talent, would the coach ever be favored over you? Like, what made Westhead think that Magic, if if somebody had to go, it would be Magic? Like, dude, Magic saying I want to be traded, I think ultimately is what caused Westhead to be fired. Yeah. Because Bus wasn't going to go, oh, okay, we're going to trade Magic to appease the coach. No, oh, fuck
1: that. No, I, Magic's a once-in-a-lifetime talent. I, I think Westhead believed that there was... The structure was going to be that he was part of management. The coach was part of management, and management has to take control of the team because if you let one person get too much power on the team... And Kareem says it in one of them, uh, I think, where he says... Uh, yeah, well, Kareem says if one person has more... Something about, oh yeah, when you pick your like a favorite child yeah that's a, that's a scene, uh, there's a, a line in there where he says, when one child becomes more uh, important Kareem said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. To the, than the other children, it makes the others so I think that's what he was counting on is that he was going to be part of the management side, and they were they were trying to keep the team uh, as a as a working entity together as the team and the management tier, and that's why they're going to listen to him. They're going to get Magic under control. And he always thought he was going to talk Magic into being okay with it. You know, you hear him say, no, I have to talk to Magic. Right. Because I'm the coach, and I have to. I, I really thought, he, I think he thought he was going to get it under control, but I really think that, again, it goes to Westhead's mentality. I think that he was, oh, he was surprised that he was a, a, an NBA coach. I think his, uh, the way that he coached, worked best in college. Yeah, well, if you're
0: surprised and you that says a lot about your frame of mind like you don't you don't think you were meant to be there.
1: What I, are I, you surprised about? I don't think he was meant to be there. I mean, he, he was brought in because he could run a system for the No, COVID. but I'm
0: speaking to what you're saying about him going, I'm surprised. I'm an NBA. If you're surprised, and that means you, you 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 didn't think you were meant to be there. I know. Why I, would you be surprised?
1: if I, You deserve it. I think he, I don't think that he knew why he was there when he became when he was the assistant coach to uh, what what was the original coach? I can't, I can't remember his name. Jack yeah, was it Jack something? Yeah, I can't remember. Jack him. McKinney. Yeah, I, he was his assistant coach because he could run it and he would listen and he was. That's why McKinney wanted him there. And then when he became the coach, that's why Riley had to pick him up and pull him into coaching. And then that's when someone and I think this is the story. That's why I said this is written like Shakespearean, where you're you're not the person that would be the first choice. You come in and because of circumstances, you become the number one, the number one. And because of your ego, you end up killing you end up being killed. He basically he was killed his coaching career at that moment because he didn't. He didn't believe in himself, and then his ego took over when he got some traction, when he started doing things the right way. Right. His ego becomes bigger. He, he relied on Pat Riley at the beginning, and then as soon as Pat Riley questions anything, instead of going, hey, this is the guy we came up together, maybe he has some insight. Maybe I should be taking another look at it. Nope, let me get someone who agrees with me mm. instead, and that will put me in a better position. Right. So he he it's very sick. This is why I like the show too. Very Shakespearean in the way that they make the coach. They don't make it about Shakespeare, but he was. A, it fits. It fits the the, more know, of the show. Well, Shakespeare
0: was rather brilliant. Whereas this guy, that scene where again, him and Magic exit the janitor closet, and he tells the press, and I, I think I'm about to fuck this up, but an almond tree
1: never bears its fruit. An almond uh, almond tree. Now, now I'm as it's, uh, yeah. You're, it's, but whatever yeah, he yeah. said,
0: the, the, the reporters go, "Who are you quoting?" He goes, "Me."
1: Me that's Paul Westett. Yeah.
0: And that's what the what, almond you tri- dumb uh, motherfucker.
1: The almond tree bears its fruit in silence. Uh,
0: there it is. What the fuck does that mean? An almond tree bears its fruit in silence.
1: It means I'm not saying anything. I, I know I'm what he's trying to say, fruit, but it sounded ridiculous.
0: Yes. And that to me is the, the, the essence of his whole being. Weak, incompetent, partly stupid, you know. Um, dude, I, I love what Magic and, and Jerry, you know, when, when Magic goes to really try to get Jerry to understand, Paul's fucking us up. And at one point, uh, Magic cut through the bullshit. And, and it, you know, I hate that we're like family. And, and Magic said, it's business, you know, they, they, I, they, when, when people say that shit, that's like I, I hate when I watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and, and the cliche from the customers is always, it's made with love. The food is just made with love. And they treat you like family. Nigga, they give you a bill. When do family charge you for meals? Stop saying it's like family. You don't eat with your family and at the end of the day, got to pay a fucking bill. That's such a cliche line. So when I hear people in business, man, you we like family. It's never family. It's business. And the moment you start thinking that family shit, that's when the business gets dirty. So I, I just love the magic, you know. Yeah, he was looked at Bus as a father figure and wanted to hang with him and thought he was the shit and the girls and the party and But at, at a certain point, he went nah, nigga.
1: This is business. Well, it's because that's also when he comes into the uh, Jerry calls the meeting and he said, Magic, you don't go to the press. You come to me. He goes, I did come to you. Yeah. And you didn't do anything about it. Right. That was a great scene because that was the scene where, yeah, we're family as long as we're discussing the things that you want to discuss. But when I'm trying to tell you that someone's fucking up the team, what I want to know in this series, though, and this is where I, I don't know that they showed this. There's a part in this, and I don't know exactly what episode, where, you know, um, Magic is now Jerry West's favorite player. Like, he's listening to Magic. Magic is the the key to the winning. Magic is... When did Jerry West go, okay, because he didn't want Magic. He didn't want to draft him in the first place. Then he comes in. He plays. Where was the? T- where was the? I didn't see it in this. I don't know if you, you saw, saw it in to this. Watch
0: that, because I, I always got the sense that everybody, you know, especially Riley, but everybody, Riley especially, busted. Everybody knew Magic was a, as as Pat Riley called him, a basketball savant.
1: Yeah, well, Riley is the one that looked like the way they're portraying this. Now I don't know about real life, but the way they portrayed it is Riley is really the one that had. The ultimate belief in him, kind of covering up for uh, Magic a little bit when his knee was still hurt, right? Trying to make sure that he was ready, getting him to him because he knew that he was the key to the Lakers' success. Right. Um, I, I just don't know where. Uh, I, I would like to know where West all of a sudden kicks in and goes, "Nope, he is the right." He he's he he devised yeah, the I, odds. I
0: remember there was a moment where he's talking to Magic one on one, and he I can't and he says some things to allude to that, but I have to I have to rewatch that. Because I think that's something that kind of I might have skipped. Um, before we leave on this episode, uh, when was it ever cool to wear bikini briefs? That scene with Bus on the bed in the robe with the bikini briefs, was that a 70s thing?
1: Yeah, it was a 70s thing, but it was very European. Remember America wanted to be like that European style because that's where all the, the cool clothes were coming from. But that's, that's kind of...
0: Even if I had a big dick, I wouldn't wear bikini briefs. There's something feminine to me about men and Like, I stopped wearing tighty-whities because of that.
1: Well, bikini, those, those Speedo kind of right. bikini, those are making a comeback. I was reading an article. What who? In America, in Europe, those are making a comeback. Their, their sales were way down. they they're gone up a lot in the last two years. Man,
0: the dude... Banana it, hammocks. Banana hammocks. Well, you know, <laughs> they're very panty-like. That's why men should wear boxer briefs or, or, or boxers, nigga. I'm t- tidy whiteys and bikini, it's panty-like.
1: <laughs> it's just made to hold your dick inside of inside know, of your pants. I know, but I,
0: I, just something that
1: small and around your
0: hips and ass, that just it feels womanly like. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I I I honestly Like I would never want to see my woman in
1: boxes. What are you lesbian? What's a panties on, bitch? Okay, this is how I, I came to the conclusion that... And this is before they had the boxer briefs. I started wearing boxers because I'm at this girl's house one time. I wake up there in the morning, and you got to walk around. You got to get up in the morning. She has some roommates, and I have like I have to get dressed. I can't move out of this room because I'm wearing tidy whities
0: Yeah. I went and
1: got rid of those and got all boxers because... Now, if I woke up when I woke up at someone's house, I just get up in my boxers. I could go to the bathroom. I could right. go anywhere. I didn't have to go put on my, my jeans to go to the right. bathroom. You know, right. it didn't look it didn't look dumb. Right, it looked like shorts. So that's that, That's when I switched over. But boxer briefs, long. I like the long leg too. By the way, uh, I don't like them when they're short because those look fun, Those look funky to me. Right, those look like uh, those just look weird. Anyway,
0: um, you know. and that ending uh, of episode five. When they're all looking at the camera, and go fuck Boston. Credits. That's pretty- like they know how to end a show, like a stand up set.
1: What but, a great ending! But you know that that I know you. You said you were younger then. That was real. That hatred. Oh, fuck I, know, LA, I know. I know. I know. Boston, I know. Those T shirts were yeah, real. Yeah, all that shit's real.
0: Yeah, dude. Those. That's one of the times where remember when I said once upon a time ago, if I could be in my prime, I would love to be in my twenties and experience the seventies again. To be in my prime and experience that '80s, that part of the '80s, to be 20 years old and can go to a game during that rivalry, seeing Magic at his prime and Larry in his prime and Showtime, oh my God! To be in that moment, I had to be awesome. Uh, episode
1: six. Did you ever go to Lakers game? Did you go to Lakers games when you went when you moved out to LA? I,
0: I my first, I said my first Lakers game was uh Magic. And the Lakers played uh, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. And then Baker was on the team.
1: So did you go quite a bit back then or not?
0: I, 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 I didn't go a lot. Uh, I, that was my only game in the forum. And then I went to a handful of games at the Staples Center during the uh, Kobe Shaq years. Yeah, Man, I saw one Clippers game against the Bulls. That was my first Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan game. And then I saw uh, Jordan with the Wizards against the Lakers.
1: I think I only went to one game in the form. Maybe two. Yeah. Um, I went to some Clippers games. Was that the 80s, though, when they moved over to uh, oh, the at cl- the end of the 80s when they moved to, to uh Yeah, because Norm was traded to the Clippers. So I, I I saw them if you and I like going to Clippers games because it's not a joke. I mean, there's comics that have made a joke about this. Older comics, Billy but, Crystal was to the Clippers with Jackie exactly. And the Lakers. Yeah. But you used to be able to go to the Clippers game and get good seats on game day. Yeah. So I didn't ever go to the Lakers games once I once I found and out. I, I went to this.
0: the Clippers when I saw Jordan. This was before it was at the Staples Center. Yeah. This was back at the when it was in the hood. Right. Uh. And I know I I told this story on the pod, but I'm gonna say it again. I was so close when uh, the Bulls played the Clippers, and Pooh Richardson was guarding MJ, and they called a foul. And I and I said, "Yo, Pooh!" And I knew Pooh. I said, "Pooh, you know you can't touch MJ. You know that ain't allowed." Mike heard me, and that nigga cut me a look, nigga, with them eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's how close I was. Mike had his hand on his hips, and he just turned and looked at me. And dude, that look,
1: I was like, ew, 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 <laughs> he's probably gonna remember. If he ever, if you ever get to meet him, he's probably gonna remember that moment. I hope not. And go, weren't you in the stands at a clipper? <laughs> was not you, you the motherfucker that said. <laughs> uh dude, uh, it was Robin Harrison used to have that joke about going to a Clippers game and uh got seats game day, got seats on the bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. They wanted him to come back the next day because he had, he he said he damn near had a triple-double. Right. That was fun. That's an old joke, but you could get great seats to the Clippers back then.
0: Uh, and I remember you told me, you said, uh, dude, because a genie, Jay Moore was, and so this was the episode. Yeah. Did he eat himself? (laughs) Jesus, Jay was big, man. He got bigger.
1: Did he? Or was it the suit? Uh, I don't think anything that was happening at that moment was good for Jay at that oh moment. Oh my god! But he's lost weight since then. Yo, he the when we saw, when we did the podcast in his hotel room, that was when we last saw him. Yeah, but I he's bet- gotten bigger. You don't think that was already? No. I mean, well, because I saw pictures of him and Genie, and he looked smaller than really. That. Yeah. God damn! Either that or he had on a Steve Harvey suit, and Steve Harvey was still in
0: it. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? God. Dude, dude, that uh, yeah, he looked really big. Yeah, man, damn. Because if if he doesn't lose weight, he's just gonna be able to play executives, like Jesus, <laughs> business executives for the rest of his life. Put a put a put a, uh,
0: a black wig on that motherfucker. He's uh, Jerry Krause, nigga. Nah, dude. You know what?
1: And a big shout out to, to, to love Jay, Jay, but we
0: comics. He knows. Yeah, I know. He
1: would a, love this. But a big shout out to him too, because. Uh, who
0: remembers fucking finger fucking Portuguese girls on the handball court? Yeah, but he got the prize. Cripple pussy, stay wet. That's that. That is some of the funniest shit. When he said that, dude, he goes. Fucking Tracy Morgan makes observational humor jokes that are only observational to him. Who remembers finger fucking
1: girls on the ball, Portuguese girls on the handball court? That was hilarious, dude. But he he got the ultimate prize. He got right. he got the he he got the uh, the basketball trophy, right,
0: dude. <laughs> Uh, yes, um, did, 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 did. that I was the golden years, NBA or NBC, when you heard that, did, 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 did.
1: Um, uh, you know, but as, as you're going into that and you said NBC uh, NBA. on NBC. Bus, that, that's really uh, in, in impressive, though. The bus knew the business side where bus is like, if that is true, and I believe that is true, yeah. where bus is going, we need more games, we need more on TV, we need the Lakers. The Lakers are the team that got the NBA more television because they had yeah, the stars in the yeah, stands, yeah, they had the great team showtime, they right. had and, f-
0: and that's when they were on CBS Sports now, Michael. That did That was right. the Jordan yeah. era. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah. that's what took it to the stratosphere. Yeah. Um, I don't like the NBA on ABC. I would say go back to the N B and
1: NBC. It's ESPN owns ABC. <laughs> um, or ABC owns ESPN. Whichever way it goes, but they're they're the same. So
0: so the the moment where Jerry Buss's wife is upset because well she ultimately divorces him and is highly upset because of the marriage situation. But even prior to that, I'm I'm speaking more, because I can understand that, I guess, from a woman's standpoint. But before that, she's pissed because, you know, he's putting so much attention on the Lakers, and they're not doing well. And that moment where she tried to grab his hand in support, and he yanked it away. He ain't paying attention to her. So she was already copping an attitude from that. She comes home the next day after partying. She's kind of wasted. I'm like... Your, your husband is the owner of an NBA franchise. He put a, 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 a planet-like diamond on your finger. You're married to a rich mogul. What will make these bitches happy? Get the fuck... So if a bum is ignoring you, if you married a bum or an average Joe that's so caught up in his work that he don't give you a, the attention you crave, but this nigga is a bum, The ring ain't that expensive. I don't want to say bum because there's a lot of hardworking regular dudes out there. So let me not use the word bum, but just a dude who is struggling to make you happy, struggling to pay the bills. But he's a hardworking man. You still got to get a man a break. You're with Jerry fucking bus and you ain't happy. Like,
1: Jesus Christ, man. These women. What will it take for you broads? What was the relationship based on? You know, I, I love that scene where she said, I'm just the f fir- I'm just the first naked woman in a in a book of naked women.
0: Uh uh Hugh Hefner has entered the chat.
1: <laughs> well, but then but what is the relationship based on? But he was it and again, not there, so I don't know about this part. Uh it does seem like he was he wanted He's always looking for family. That's the whole like through line. He had his kids living with him Yeah, grown grownups. And so he wanted family and he wanted like this. He wanted the, the female part of this family. The anchor to this family was supposed to be her. And but why? He went and got her. Like she said, I, I've already gotten past you. I'm, I have a different life now. I'm in this different world. And If you want me, you got to really, you know, this is what it has to be. I, I don't know, man. I, you know, you see these people. You talk about it. You know, you want to get to this. You would like to be at this level to get to this next level. These levels that apparently exist that I have no idea about. But I mean, what do you give up to get to these levels? Because it seems like a lot of these people who get to these levels of success, financial success, business success, their fucking personal success is so fucked up that they that never gets straightened out. Okay,
0: okay, but. Maybe, maybe, maybe I feel like we, maybe we're talking about two different things, but I know what you're saying. But, but all I'm saying is for her, so if you don't like the lifestyle that you've been given, if you don't like all this glamour, you don't like the mansion, you don't like the cards, the cars, you don't like the never having to need or want for anything, you don't like the expensive meals, well, then downgrade yourself. And no one wants to do that. They want to enjoy all the the benefits of what comes with all this good shit, but they don't want to realize, yo, you know how much hard work and sacrifice and shit you got to do to get it and maintain it?
1: Well, it could be partially that she didn't go through any of that with him to get it and maintain it. This is where it gets complicated because the person, (laughs) well, we're seeing a lot, and I'm not shitting on anybody, but a lot of people go through a struggle with their significant other their, the the woman in their life, and they go through this struggle to get to this place, and then they get there, and then, then they look at their woman and go, you know what, I could I could do better, and so then they go and they get the better, but the better doesn't have the struggle that they went through. The better doesn't have that history, It doesn't have all the the pain that went there. So instead of so you have someone that just sees it as a, a beautiful existence, and they don't have any of the pain or the struggle. So if you don't have any of that. As soon as someone doesn't pay attention to you, that doesn't make any sense because you already have everything. All you have to do is pay attention to me. I'm going to love you. Just pay attention to me. But the person who went through the struggle, they're not there. They don't, that person would be able to understand it. The other person that just got there doesn't understand it. Mm. I'm I'm not making excuses for anybody. I'm saying we're all fucked up. Just like smile, bitch. (laughs) But but that's what she was getting. But she wanted the other part. She wanted him committed to her. And, and, and you saw how in love he was with
0: her. Yep. And this is a guy who was known as a playboy. He put all that away to make you Mrs. Buss. And it's like, okay, you, 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 he's giving you the attention, the love, but he, he's going through, his team is losing. This is his baby. It's his bread
1: and butter. It's not just his baby. He gave up all his children for that. He gave up all his businesses, all his real estate, everything he had, he gave up to make it into this one business. Right. And yeah, she doesn't understand it. She came in where she was brought into this world and she expects to get attention. The attention that he gave her to get her. And she doesn't have the history of what it took to get to that point. So she only knows one side of it. I- I'm just saying they're both fucked up. Uh, and, and the fact that you're married, you know, if you if you gave up your what you were doing and you came over to this guy, and then you found out your marriage wasn't even real, and right. the person. Unfortunately, as this develops and we see it, and and this must be true at some point in life, Genie is the one that was really his, uh, his significant other, not yeah, his wife, no, 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 but his I, significant I, other. That,
0: that perfectly said, because I, I was going to make a joke that would that was basically insensuous, insensual, incest. How do you say that? incest? A, incest. But is is it a, a, insensual? I'm trying to... Uh, uh, I, pick the, you're trying to put it it.
1: I, I think so. Yeah. We're, now we're both Incentual. fucking up. Magic I, I help us. S-
0: yeah. Success. success. Um, <laughs> and sensual incestual, incestual, incestual. That's the word. See? Yeah. Incestual. Uh, I was going to allude a joke to that. Uh, But yeah, you're you're right. I, I, you know, that was like his...
1: That's who it came down to. That's the one who understood right. his pain. Right. Understood everything that he was going through, what the team was, what it meant. To uh, actually go to a game seven, to be on the edge, to have everything riding on it—like if
0: it was normal to marry your daughter, he would have married her. I don't.
1: I I, I wasn't even going to put it that way, but even without marriage, that person knew right. more about him and his the his struggle and his pain, and then his happiness for having that team than anyone else because she shared that with him. That's why she is who she is today. Yeah. All the, even even her brothers didn't get the same thing out of this that she did. Yeah. So um, and they allude to that in this series, you know, that he's she is the one that's cut from the the Jerry cloth, not his son's. Isn't it spooky timing that both
0: Norm's son in this and the show got canceled?
1: Norm's son got canceled when he got traded. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the end for him. That was the. End. It wasn't though. How many more years did he play? No, I mean, yeah. as far as the show, as far as the show goes, that was it. Oh, we're gonna. I, I, if they would have had another season, I'm sure we would have seen him one more time. At least. No, I think that was it. You think so? I think that was it.
0: because they showed him uh, come back and beat him the one right. game. After that, what are you gonna? What do you need him for?
1: Yeah, I guess. So, so. him and
0: it. Damn, um, dude, I thought that Debbie Allen casting was awesome. Yeah, she looked like a young Debbie. Be, yeah. yeah, that's why I'm again going. Did they just say "fuck it"? Was they in a rush with Kurt Rambis and Jack? No, all just... the Jack Nicholson impersonators out there. Come on, man! But that Debbie Allen was on point. Yeah, I would. I'm telling you, dude. I would love to be a fly in the room where where Norm Nixon, the real Norm Nixon, and his wife Debbie Allen are watching that and going, "What are their thoughts?" Because you know what's a little weird, Debbie Allen. Is Devon Nixon's stepmom, and he's in the show grinding and shit on Debbie Allen. I'm like, damn dude, that's your stepmother in real life, <laughs> nigga. You grinding on this broad? Like he's essentially fucking his stepmom. Uh, it was
1: great casting. It, it is really, dude, to get it right, and they, and like, there's, there's some misses, but to get it right, I mean, it's it's pretty good, man. This I I I don't see how this. Got canceled, but keep going.
0: Uh, I thought that was super fly when Magic showed up for Cookie. Uh, for her. Do remember when she was doing that job thing? In the job interview. And he showed up for her because, you know, she on the phone they were having a discussion and she was always like, uh, I'm all I'm always there for you. So what I'm supposed to you know, go. you want me, I'm supposed to come down to San Diego. And then she's like, I'm always there for you. And I, and I thought that was great support. What I thought was bullshit. And I wanted to ask you, do you think it's bullshit? But it's like, before he showed up, the guys that she was doing her presentation to clearly looked disinterested, clearly looked like they were going to pass. But then Magic shows up, the NBA superstar. Then they start foaming at the mouth. And then they kind of alluded to her, we'll call you next week. Now, if you're a cookie, are you bothered by the fact that the only reason why you may get this is because of your husband? Or you look at it like,
1: however you get there, get there. Fuck it.
0: However you get there,
1: get there. Really? I think so. Because, uh, you know. Even though you know it's not because of you. She has two things going against her at this moment. She's a woman and she's black. Oh, Oh. Okay, let's flip it the other way. She's black and she's a woman. You can pick whichever way you want to do that. But to try to work in the ma- in a man's dominated business, which is still a fashion. It doesn't make a difference. It was still men were running the fashion business. So she's trying to get in on that. And she's she's black and she's a woman. So what are, you're handicapped. So if you're going to bring in something that changes and balances levels of the playing field, mm-hmm. no, you got to take it. Right. Because uh, it's not like it it's... It balances what she had what she was up against. if she had no talent, she isn't going to stay there. She at least got the door open for him, and he came in. But see, this is where it doesn't always balance with me because what we were talking about and the way magic spoke with all his <laughs> I think that conversation would have sounded way different than the conversation that they actually had
0: while he was there,
1: yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't put sentences. I'm not knocking well, Magic. Yeah, but, but, just,
0: but, but just so we're not too hard on Magic, it wasn't like on a scale of one to ten, ten being the worst, Magic was at a nine.
1: He was probably at, at a five. Yeah. Every now and then, it, it would it would come out a little bit. But yeah, but now we're talking about a business meeting with Cookie to, to the two probably whitest dudes that were there. And now Magic comes in. Yes, they're going to be excited because they're going to meet Magic, and Magic is a big deal. But Magic is going to speak like Magic. But you Magic. know what? Let me tell you something, though. but When you're famous, yeah, fame overrides that. Yeah, it does. It just would have been more interesting if they... Right. You know, I, again, I'm not shitting on Magic.
0: Listen, uh, again, at courtship arrivals. There was the moment where Magic wins the big college game against Bird, and they're interviewing Magic. And he's, you know, he's talking, but he's a little out of breath. He goes, and the... the, the The reporter kind of asked him, so what led to the success? Well, you know, Coach laid out a good game plan, and he wanted wanted us to go execute it, and that's what we done. That's what we done. That's what we did. I'm just saying. Coach laid out a good game plan, and he told us execute, and that's what we done.
1: Again, not shitting on Magic. (laughs) Just I think the conversation would have been a little different. That's all. Uh, And it would probably, you know, show how do you go to Michigan state or
0: any college school and you are doing that? Isn't that the whole point of school? Educate. Success. So you can let them know the playoff. That's what we have done. I, I'm just, or is it what I just said? Your basketball star. So that overrides. That overrides. Okay. Um, you said episode seven is where you cried, right? Six, six. I think it's six. Are you sh- okay? Here is the moment. I think. I, no, you said seven. No, it's six. It's six. are you sure? Because I put six. Okay, wait, wait. I put this is
1: crying. This is where Andy. I wrote okay, my note. Right, go ahead, write it. Go. All right. Let's see. Uh, and this, and, it, I, and I called Aries and said, "Hey, this is really good, man. I actually cried in the scene." Well, if this
0: is not the moment, this is where I got a little choked up when Kareem's house was on fire. Yeah. Is this it? Yeah. And it comes with the records. Yeah. All the fans. Yeah. That got me. Because yeah. it was like, it allowed
1: Kareem to know he was loved. Not only would he was loved, but he was seen as more than just somebody who put a basket Oh, I'm sorry I'm sorry, on I'm sorry, I'm
0: sorry. I thought it was, I would have thought, it, I told you, I thought it was the moment uh, Jeannie and, and uh, her father were no, on the floor. No. So this was it. Yeah, this was okay, it. Okay, yeah.
1: That, it broke me up, man, because uh, I think that part is true. I think that's true because I remember watching I remember when they talked about this and Kareem had a lot of this is they don't really talk about it this way apparently Kareem I don't know if he had to file bankruptcy, or if it, or if it almost took him to bankruptcy because his house burnt down. Right. Uh, that record collection he had was worth millions of dollars, extensive, and didn't have. He didn't have. He didn't have separate insurance for the for the records, right? Because you know it's records and it's in your house, right? But uh, no one thought about fire insurance for him on it. I guess, right? As far as I understood, and he lost his collection, and to see that kid come in and he's like, "No, I don't want to do this." And, you know, I understood, you know, he, he sees that he sees the world seeing him as a commodity. And that's the moment they, he saw that the world actually saw him at, or can not everybody saw him as a human. Right. And that was a big moment.
0: And the kid knew the info on the jazz record. Yeah. And then they cut to
1: Kareem. Coming into the locker room with an arm full of records, and that's when it got me, right? Because he came in and right. he did. Because at first he goes, "No, no, no, I don't want these records." And right. Then, then he, you saw him come in. So now you know he accepted the records, and he had to talk to these people. Right. And that was one of the big things that Kareem never wanted to talk to anybody. Right. And so he's obviously taking these, talking to him, and it, it, it. That's where you. That's where I think a lot of the change comes in, where you see. Uh, People talk about Kareem, and I think that this is where he did become a little bit more fun-loving as a person right, because right. basketball changed for him at that moment. Yeah. And see, look, I made me tear up again because <laughs> I thought about it. I, you know, I, I love these moments where you see... How could they fucking cancel this? I don't understand this. I don't know, man, because it's such a great moment because... Uh, again, I just heard the stories when I was growing up as a kid, and then to see this moment, and I knew, I, I, I watched the, the coverage of uh, Kareem's house on fire, yeah. and to see that moment, and I believe, I believe there's some true, at least a little grains of truth to what happened there. I, I don't know if he goes to the back into, to the back and give him that speech right after right. this happens, right. but the speech is powerful too, and you, then you kind of see, once, once he feels that way and you got magic on the same team, now right. we're in, in a different level.
0: Yeah um, you know, as racist as Boston was, especially uh, those times when they would show the fans, and I wonder how true that was, Like did the fans really throw shit at the bus, chase the bus? because I'm going, as racist as Boston was, they not one time in this series showed a Bostonian say. Nigger. Well, how, how
1: could they not? they're do not, that? Gonna, well, they're not going to do it number one. Why not?
0: It's on HBO and it's Boston, and if y'all telling the truth, tell the truth. I, you know, it's just Tell the truth
1: Because the poor I, And I'm, I shouldn't say it like the, the poor white guy that says it on a TV show Today is probably not going to get another spot not Another well, thing Well,
0: no, no, no But that scene where the bus is rolling out The players are running yeah. And the, you see the bottles
1: hit the bus And the Bostonians are chasing Not one yeah. nigga Yeah, but do you think any white guy wants to be the guy That says that on a television series today is Oh, what I'm saying. there's plenty of white guys to sign up for that job <laughs> Well, you, then you got you get get, to say nigga and make belief <laughs> Come on, <laughs> then you got to then you, you find you find the right guy, then maybe that's a different story. But I think most people would go, Man, that's not going to help my career. I'll tell you that right now.
0: No, I don't believe that would ever hurt
1: anybody's career. Uh, I don't know right now. Um, um, but uh, all those scenes, uh, that you, uh, I mean, I heard, I've heard that Boston obviously is. There's a lot of talk about Boston itself. The sports team, the sports part, I don't think it's who they cared whether they're black people or white people on the team. They just hated the other team. First of all, first They hated forced, a black person on their own team. On their own, well. Russell, Bill Russell breaking yeah, in his house and putting yeah, yeah. feces on his wall. I'm talking, this is after that. Uh, I, I think DJ was loved. Uh, uh, Dennis Johnson was loved there. Uh, Robert Parrish. Robert Parrish. I don't think people, I don't know about family. love. I don't I, DJ was love. Robert Parrish didn't have a personality though. I don't know what kind of person I, I mean, they didn't accentuate I'm his telling personality. You, I think I said this on a pod before. If I didn't, here we go again.
0: Uh, he looks Robert Parrish reminds me of the eagle from the Muppets. Yeah, I can
1: see that. The blue eagle. Yeah. He's that eagle, man. I'm telling you. Um, but they love the but you know, to what you're saying though, they love that 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 Danny Ainge was perfect for that team when Danny Ainge got there. Why do you say that? Because he's a white dude that came from a white school that played scrappy, and that's the way they played. They loved all their white players, McHale, Bird, even Walton. They loved them all. Well, Walton was definitely a... a, a, If he didn't have injuries the way that he had injuries, Walton's a different different player. With them door teeth. (laughs) (laughs) All, all, All your teeth long. Dude. You
0: know, scrapping with the ball with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. You know, there
1: was a different time in the '80s when we played the game. It sounds like him, but he's about ready to snap into a slim jim. I'll snap a, a Macho Man. Yeah, it's a, it's a combination of oh.
0: You know, Dell when we played the game. <laughs> you know, with Bird and Magic. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know when we played the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> Someone's knocking on my teeth <laughs> You see them niggas teeth They're long dude <laughs> um, Dude he's like giant like though uh, Everything yeah. is giant like yeah. um, I wonder what Larry Bird Thinks of this Cause we've heard Magic We've heard Norm We've heard uh, Kareem We've heard West uh, You know we've heard f- From Worthy They've all commented I want to know what Bird thinks
1: of this. You know what I want to know what Bird thinks about this? Because I don't think Bird would give a shit one way or the other, how they portray him, how they do his. But they put his mom in here. Yeah. And that's what I would like to know. Because the, is that was that his mom? Is that how she acted? Is that, did she, la- was, she fun- I, I, again, was she funny? Was she funny like that? I got to
0: tell you, man, courtship arrivals. When, when, when. um. When when Bird Bird and Magic tell a story about when Bird and uh, Magic went to French Lick to shoot the commercial, and he goes, uh, you know, he said, "All right, everybody, break for lunch." And Magic goes, "I'm going back to my trailer." And Bird goes, "No, man, my mom made dinner for lunch for us at the house." So he goes, "The mother was sweet, nice, reminded me of my mother." And she, you know, we sat down, we ate. She fed me. Uh, and then Bird goes, you know, I, I met Irvin that day. You know, I always knew magic, but that day I met Irvin. And i mm, sweet, man.
1: Yeah, but I would like to know if the mother said something. Some, something. I, I oh,
0: Larry don't... laughed and he goes, uh, my, my mom loved magic because that's who magic is. He'd come in a room and light up a room and he could make a laugh.
1: So, yeah, man. So that's kind of the scene that they got yeah, in there. Yeah, they got yeah in there. But yeah. I love when she said, is my favorite player. Yeah, I love that yeah. I love, I love But so that's why I kind of want to know right. Is that true Not, not that she might have said that But is that the kind of person That his mom was Right Was she always Like giving a little bit of jokes Right uh, And I think that's what uh, The question I would ask Bird But I don't think Bird cares One way or the other Because Bird already Like I could hear Bird saying Like I, you know it's, it's 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 a television show you Right know, I, I already went through this I know what right. happened You right. know like What would he give a fuck
0: I don't know that I needed To see Bird's ass When he walked away From the reporter's and the jock strap. I don't know that we needed, why did they do that? We didn't need that.
1: I don't know, but I think that the, the, he is a really, he plays birds so well without a lot of words, without right. like a lot of, like, you know, they didn't give him these huge scenes. Right. Uh, there's some, obviously, some moments, but right. I mean, I think he does a great job, that dude who, uh, and I, I don't even know who plays him. I feel bad not even saying the guy's name.
0: Well, uh, again, I, I thought the moment, and I had it in my notes. I thought the moment you cried was at the end of seven. No. When Bus and Jeannie.
1: Nah, that's some rich white people shit.
0: <laughs> Sitting on the on the on the forum floor and you know cracking. Having, jokes, ha- having to tell having each other moment. that they own this shit. We own this shit. Yeah. It'd have been more realistic if they said, we own these niggas. Say it with me. Stronger.
1: <laughs> uh it just it was, you know, I can't even imagine. I, I do understand the idea though. I liked uh I don't know if they were tying this in. To like the beginning when he buys the Lakers and he goes and brings his bottle of alcohol and he sits on the floor Mm -hmm. and he's drinking his up realizing that he bought the bought the Lakers and he he owns the form. Is there any other perfect time to drink? Well, I don't know if that's what this that that scene was where it's kind of letting now Jeannie Mm -hmm. is the owner like this is her bringing Jeannie into it where like she is say it we own this right is that him bringing her into like what she is going to be next. Right. That's the only thing that I can think of from that scene because otherwise it's just corny as fuck.
0: And I just thought that the bitter the bitter ending, for them to cancel this as the Lakers lose, I thought this is just almost like a, a leprechaun omen that the Celtics are just better than the Lakers. They ended with the Lakers losing. So
1: ultimately the Celtics are the ultimate winner. Winners in this, even though the Lakers won. Um, Who has more banners? The Lakers, right? I don't know who has more banners, but... Head, well, Russell head, won
0: 11 times. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, yeah, so it has to be. And then uh, the, the, the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce year, they won. So that's 12.
1: Yeah, but Lakers won a bunch. Lakers and, got like, and,
0: what, like 16, 17? I don't know. And, they,
1: and, and, th- and that time, head-to-head, they won two out of three when they went up against them, plus the other wins that they had against uh, Oh, wait.
0: So, goddamn. So, wait. 11, uh, Russell, and then three with Bird. So that's fourteen. And Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce years. something I think fifteen. I don't, I don't even. We can. Look I think it the Lakers have
1: seventeen. All I know about this whole whole thing, though, when you watch all of it, is uh, at the end of this, I think that they knew they were canceled because at the end of this, that's what I was going to say. Because
0: I'm going the way they did that with the with the words, and then so and, and so went on to, to do that, this. Like that's you like you knew you were done. Yeah. So why would you have another season if, you, if you're going to do all that?
1: I think that they had that already done. Oh, man. Maybe because they hadn't been renewed yet. Maybe they built up a second ending just in case. Oh, goodness. But I think they had to know that they were canceled before because I watched it on Sunday night, and then later that night, like right after I watched it, it came up on my feed uh, that Winning Time had been canceled. So like the night that it, that it premiered... And they showed that.
0: Yeah. Because so, remember, they started this series in episode one with magic and the announcement. Well, that's so what, I thought they were going to play all the way up to and that. And I think
1: that's where it was supposed to go. I think at the third or four, I think it was supposed to be done in three or four seasons, but I think oh. four seasons, if they're doing seven episodes a season, I think this was a very expensive show. But uh, it's HBO. They could do it. They got the money. Game of fucking Thrones. They, they, Sopranos. Sex in the city shooting in New York. Those are yesterday's bills, man. They want to, uh, to today's spoken like a Jew. No, but it is what uh, it is. That's the ticket. <laughs>
0: but I, 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 I'm Those disappointed. today's bills. I
1: like that. Yeah. So I think that they just, it's unfortunate because I would like to have seen what they could have done because it was so great. And I would have liked to see them get back to magic. All the stuff with him and cookie didn't ever get talked about. Right. Uh, Jeannie ascending to her place and still. Even after Bus died, though, she had a fight. I'm gonna for tell you it.
0: something the shit that women can get away with, and I'm glad because when you brought up Cookie, you know, again, this innocence that women are stereotypically given as these dainty bunnies who just, you know, wallop in the lilies, when it's like women do some of the dirtiest shit. Like, how many movies and TV shows have we seen where a girl is supposed to be with this new dude and the old flame? is she's still sucking this nigga's dick, you know? And like, for instance, uh, Spider-Man 3, Mary Jane is supposed to be marrying the soldier. And at one point, she's reminiscent about Peter Parker and he's laying on a couch and she goes, do me a favor, turn this way. And she gives him the, the, the kiss she gave Spider-Man when he was hanging, remember, yeah. the upside-down kiss? I'm you dirty bitch. This is your fiance, and you're kissing this nigga the way you kissed a nigga who you reminiscing about, who you really love. Cookie is, is supposed to be doing, doing dealing with this dude, Vernal, Vernon, whatever his name was, Virgil. And Magic is basically telling her, yeah, I got this $25 million, 25-year 25 deal, and you're going to be with me, and we're going to be together, and you're going to have to marry the Lakers. And she's, <laughs> bitch, you fucking with Virgil. What are you doing? She was never in love with Virgil. Like, that's that. Mm, that ain't the point. I know that's not the point. But the, I'm just saying, like, women, cut it out. This portrayal that you all are these
1: innocent, y'all some sneaky motherfuckers. No, women. Women are much worse than we are. We're just dumb. We get caught. They're good at it. They're better at it than us. They're smarter at it, and they're more fucked up at it. And I'm going to say this because guys cheat because guys can. I should go home and slap the shit up my brother. <laughs>
0: She said, what's that for? Just because Andy told me. But no,
1: but <laughs> I, 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 women, guys, are, we, we do it because we, guys, are, guys do it for the pure physical part of it. Women do it to control things and, be, and, and to manipulate emotionally.
0: Oh, oh, hold on a second. Uh, where's my card I got from that dude? It said one 800 slap a hoe <laughs> Oh, what's up? You've reached Ronald Williams, uh, aka Slap A Hole. Uh, I'm not in right now. I'm busy slapping the shit out of bitch. bitch. Uh, but if you need me to slap a hole, leave your information. Uh, where can I find her? i grease up my palm and we'll get it done. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're
1: right. I think they're just better at it. They are. because, they're, But they're more devious. They go into it for worse reasons. Right. We're just weak and shallow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's I I I think that's it for me. Yeah, I I, I it's it's a series that oh, I'm going to be disappointed. Goodbye. Never got finished.
0: Say goodbye.
1: This is tragic. But I, you know, I wrote after this ended. I I I did a I was going to do a live, so I taped this thing with me, cussing out HBO uh, for for stopping it where mm. they did, and I'm glad I didn't put it out there because I think it, I I think that if enough people really wanted to support this and we'll come out and say something. HBO has always has, you never know. This could go to, into hiatus Netflix. for two years. Netflix. Netflix. Netflix could pick it up or HBO two years from now can go, you know what? We got some room on the, on, on our, whatever, whatever <laughs> they call it, the lineup. And uh, let's 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 see if we can get this thing back together. But it would be hard to put all those people back. And I'm Adrian Brody still. And it was funny because it wasn't your favorite, but I think he was the best character out of all this. I think he got Riley the best out of any, even over Magic's dude, character. It's, it's, yeah,
0: you know, to me, it's a hard three because the dude playing Magic, I believed it. Yeah, Magic, Riley, and Bus. Those three.
1: Oh Jesus. But Adrian Brody just hits all those little notes that I could see, like Riley doing, right, and the way that he portrayed it, the way that he grew from the guy who didn't have a job that was doing this, who was doing a little color analy- color analyst on the side, right. and then became the coach, and weekly became the coach, right. and then thought he was fired, and now all of a sudden he's the coach. And, and 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 you know, normally in most series, they would go, he would go from wanting the position of being the coach or wanting not to get fired to getting the position to coach, and then he's a coach. Yeah, they really should. They really, for as short as that series was, they developed him becoming. I'm the telling coach. you,
0: episode five when he hits that blackboard and goes on that rant, and then they cut to that music in the suit. That's my favorite. That's my favorite episode. It's great. That fucking moment, man.
1: i tell- I I think Riley is one of the best characters. I hope that I hope that they figure out a way to do something or call call people call in and complain. This is a this series was worth. Finishing.
0: I love when you was trying to say Netflix. At one point, you said nextflix. Yeah. I so I, I was thinking you, somebody could ask, "Hey,
1: what's the next flick on Netflix?" Yeah. I mean, I, you know what would be fun? Me and Magic doing the show. <laughs> the old magic. <laughs> the old magic. Yeah. Just trying to get words out. Success.
0: <laughs> Coach laid out a good game plan. He told us execute it,
1: and that's what we done. Uh all right. Um, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. You, just, you want some dates? Yeah. Dun dun dun! It's for the kids. It's for you can let them know. All right, guys. Uh, this was our first weekend ever. I, I finally went to some place that Aries has never been before. So that was where kind of here Tulsa. Oh yeah. So this was our first weekend in Tulsa. We're finishing that up. You're listening to this uh, maybe on the twenty seventh. Go burn up some white neighborhoods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, man. Kansas City. Fuck! We're gonna be there the 29th and 30th. I'm gonna be there! Uh, looking forward to seeing the club. I heard they put a few, few, put a couple dollars into it. Really? A couple dollars. They needed to. Mm. So hopefully they All did. All their money should have went into security. So we're going to be at, uh, we're going to be September 29th and 30th with the Kansas City Improv. October 6th and 7th, we're going to be at the Hartford Funny Bone. October 13th through the 15th, we are uh, in Orlando, Florida at the Improv in Orlando, Florida. I'm going to ask my mom if she wants to come out to it. To Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah. You said nobody's going, right? No, it's been slow. God, I'd love to go there when it's empty. I don't think it's empty, but it's just been slow. October 19th through the 22nd, we're going to be at the Chicago Improv. Looking forward to getting out there. Sweet home, Chicago. And then we're going to circle around, and we're going to be in Milwaukee, right down the street. Yeah, a little bit. The 26th and 29th of October, we'll be at the Milwaukee Improv. November 3rd through the 5th, we're going to be at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York, right next to the Home Depot. November 10th to the 12th, we're going to be at the Tampa... Improv, uh, November sixteenth to the nineteenth. Ehor City, Ehor's. I like that. It's kind of funny. It's it's not as busy as it used to be, though. Oh, it still gets skanky on the weekends. I, I thought it used to be busier than that, though. A uh, bunch of fat black chicks with orange and yellow hair <laughs> and flip flops. <laughs> there's a lot of people in Ebor City that have no shoes on walking on the sidewalk. It's not just white girls. <clears throat> It's a skanky fucking strip. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, where were we? That was, uh, that was Tampa. On November 16th through the 19th, we're going to be on Ontario, California. Guys, California, we're back on a little bit of the West Coast. We're going to be November 24th to the 26th at San Jose, California at the Improv. December 1st through the 3rd, we're going to be at Tacoma Comedy Club. We haven't been there in a minute. Uh, we're going to go uh, to our soul food place. Okay? Southern Kitchen. And... Uh, so that will, we will be there again uh, December 1st through the 3rd. December 7th to the 10th, we're going to be in Magoobies back in the Baltimore area. December 15th through the 17th, we're going to be at Summit in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, and December 21st to the 23rd, Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City. And December 28th through the 30th, back at the Improv in Washington, D.C. The boys are back in town. Girl, girl, girl.
0: Can I have my lighter back, ready? Oh, you saw that. (laughs) Now, Jack, we both know I'm gonna be an honest man from now on. But if I did decide to become a thief, what makes you think you can catch me? Can I have my lighter back, ready?
1: (laughs) All right. That's a show. That's a show. down unless i'm involved no blackjack no dope deals no nothing a nickel bag gets sold in the park i want in <laughs> you guys got fat while everybody stopped on the street it's my turn hmm. you think you're gonna live long enough to spend that money you fucking hump any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that you come with me I'm at the Plaza Hotel you're welcome you're welcome the joint